Hello, Fins Nation. Welcome back to the Fins with Frisch podcast. Um, I'm not excited to do this. I, I get no enjoyment out of doing what I'm about to do, which is going to be to tear into this football team for the next you know, 25 to 40 minutes or however long it takes for me to cover all the embarrassing things about this football team. But that's what we need to do. You know, we, we really just need to look inward. Th- this is downright embarrassing what we're watching every time this team plays a decent team. And, you know, I got on here two weeks ago, and, and generally I'm an angry person. I got on here two weeks ago, and I was very positive. I was like, well, you know, let's talk about perspective, right? You know, we lost, but, you know, we can do, we can win our next two games and be the one seed. And all that's true. But perspective when it comes to football and certain things just has an expiration date. There comes a point where you have to perform. You know, like if you if you sprain your wrist, you know, you could sit there and be like, well, at least I have two hands, right? That's perspective. But then if, you know, there's a terrible accident and you lose your hand, you're like, well, this kind of sucks. I only have one hand. Okay, so that, that's what we're talking about when it comes to the Dolphins. Two weeks ago, I was at the game and I get a text from someone who I hadn't spoken to in months. And he he talk, he he knows I'm a huge fan. He goes, he texts me, if not now, when? It's like two minutes before the Eagles game, and I'm all hype, and I'm like, let's go. And obviously, like we always do, whenever we play a good team, we lay an egg. And I'm like, well, if not now, two weeks from now, right? But there comes a point where, you know, you just got to perform in a big game, in a big spot, and the Dolphins have never done that. They have lost seven consecutive games against playoff teams. That is so embarrassing on so many levels. It's hard to even comprehend. I didn't look into this, but I'd like to see the record of every team in the league against in their last seven games against teams that made the playoffs. Like, you gotta win at least one game. And I don't care that six of them were on the road and one of them was on a neutral site. I care more about the fact that we don't even look like we belong in these games, not from a talent standpoint, but from a basic football execution standpoint, and that's what we're going to get into. That's the concerning thing, but th- this is ju- this is just very frustrating. And I see people talking about, you know, well, was Tyreek Hill's forward progress stopped? First of all, I think we got calls this week. You know, I think they could have called Cater for PI on that last stop we had. You know, they could have also not called it. We've seen that call go against us. But, like, that 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 uh, that unnecessary roughness call on Chris Jones, like, they didn't need to call that. They did. Like, we got gifts from the refs. And, you know, when it comes to Tyreek Hill, who's he's, he's the main guy we should be looking at when it comes to this fraud conversation, you know, just hold on to the football. Like, we, we shouldn't be asking the refs, like, you can... you. Call forward progress to be stopped. We should be asking the guy who we all claim is the best wide receiver in football to just hold on to it and not get a fumble and then have that be returned for a for a touchdown to be down 21 points. And I didn't look, you know, I don't, I don't have the all 22 on this. I didn't look at the play. I would love to know. I feel like it took a long time for that to develop with the lateral and Tyreek had him wrapped up. Uh, where the rest of our team was, if someone could have caught him. I'm sure Jalen Waddle wasn't hustling after the play because he was faking an injury, as he always does. But, and I'm kind of all over the place, but, but you know, let's get into the specifics, okay? 
The Dolphins right now are frauds, and they can't shed that label until late December when they play the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not as much concerned about the narrative. I'm concerned about this team falling into bad habits. But let's look at the reason that they're performing this way in big games. First, the first thing I want to do is I want to look at the two main guys, the guys that run this team. Tua Tungabailoa, the most valuable player on this team. And Tyreek Hill, the best player on this team and the best non-quarterback in the entire league. Okay? And I know we're very defensive of Tua. I'm not interested in that right now. Tua's our quarterback. I'm glad he is. You know, I we have a quarterback, a good quarterback in a league that doesn't have a lot of good quarterbacks right now. Let's have an honest conversation about the guy. And let's have an honest conversation about Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins, just so first for the you know team being frauds, they people look at them and they say, okay, no one cares you scored 70 against Denver because you played terrible against the Bills, against the Chiefs, and against the Eagles. And I'm going to lump the Patriots game on Sunday Night Football in because it falls into a broader you know, theme of this team can't perform not just against great teams, but in big spots. So the New England game was on Sunday Night Football. And we looked bad on Sunday Night Football against the Eagles, against the Patriots, who aren't even good, and the Steelers last year, who weren't even good. So the McDaniel era, we have not performed not only against good teams, but in big spots. Um, Tua has thrown for at least 300 yards and or three touchdowns in five games this year. You want to guess the four games that he didn't? You want to take a wild guess at what that might be? Well, I, I, I can't hear you. Know, unfortunately, I can't have an active dialogue with any of the listeners. So I will tell you. Five games against all the under 500 teams we played and the Chargers, who are 4-4. Four and four. Tua had 300 yards and or three touchdowns. Sunday night football against the Patriots in Buffalo. In, Can- in Philadelphia on a neutral site against Kansas City. Tua has not had 300 yards or three touchdowns one time. Tyreek Hill has had over 100 yards in five games. He's had under 100 yards in four games. I don't need to say it again. Same exact split. You know, bet all, all the 500 and below teams, he's going off. All the... Big spots, the Sunday night footballs, the good teams that we're playing. Guy doesn't even have 100 yards. So first of all, because there's some people out there that, you know, still hate Tua. Colin Coward's one of them. Everyone seems to be aligned on Tyreek Hill getting a pass. The only people that aren't aligned are the people that are, like, trying to protect Tua at some, for some reason at this point in his career. Like, no one's replacing Tua on the Dolphins. He's our quarterback, but... Why does Tyreek Hill, so why can I say the Dolphins scored 70 against the Broncos, but they're terrible against, you know, good teams, so they're frauds. Why can't I say that about Tyreek Hill? And Tyreek Hill is not just not playing well in these games. He is, he looks nervous in these games. We're supposed to have veteran guys who are supposed to set the tone in these games. Philadelphia, a pass hits him on the, in the hands on third down. It is a ball that any varsity high school starting receiver could catch. My high school varsity football team had two starting receivers named Dean and Mikey. 
we never threw the ball, and they probably had five catches combined in their career. They could have caught that football. Tyreek Hill drops it. It was the biggest play of the season at that point. Then, on this Sunday, it was worse. It wasn't just that he dropped a huge pass, right? Like, like first of all, and it's not even just the drops. It's like, you know, he's not making the great play. We need him to be great. We can't have him not dropping ball. We need him to be going off. We need 150 yards. That's how you win these games. Your best players play great. And, you know, there, there's that throw late in the game that Tua threw, and it could have been a better throw, throw. And, like, you know, Tyreek could have caught it, but it was a difficult catch. He dropped another easy pass that would have been our biggest play in the game, early in the game. Um, he had the fumble six that everyone's talking about. But here's what people aren't really talking about as much. And this is huge. On it, it was in the first quarter, I think, maybe early second. We were down seven points. And Tua threw a perfect pass to Waddle. It would have had us in the 25. And we got in a legal formation because Tyreek Hill wasn't set. That's, that is the same thing as it, that's getting your biggest play of the game wiped out because your best player on your team isn't set. Are you kidding me? And we don't have these issues against the Panthers and the Broncos. And that's more concerning that all of a sudden, not only does Tyreek Hill forget how to catch the football that hits him in the hands in these big games, the guy can't get lined up before we snap the football. And then, let's talk about the last two plays of the game with Tua. So, so I'm, you know, I, I'm done ripping in a Tyreek Hill. That, that's it. Basically, like, you know, he's as fraudulent as the Dolphins. Because it's been as the Dolphins go, and it's Tua and Tyreek, or as Tua and Tyreek go, that's how the Dolphins go. Tyreek has, has been terrible in all big games. Tua, early on... I, I can say for three and a half quarters, I can't really blame you for anything, okay? You've got, when when you do have good plays, either Tyreek's dropping it or he's not lining up. Jalen Waddle can't track the football because he's blind and soft. Um, I can't blame you for anything until the last drive. You had third and ten, and people are trying to say this is a miscommunication. Okay, sure. I, I it, To me, it looks like a miscommunication. Do you know the saying, it's always the passer's fault? I wish Jeremy were here, it's a basketball saying, right? It's always the passer's fault. And I get it's different in football, a receiver can run the wrong route. But if it, in fact, was a miscommunication, and I have no reason to believe it wasn't, I blame you for that, Tua. Because you're the quarterback of this team. You're supposed to be the leader. You lead the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And what people are talking about, there were six guys coming... Right, so it was a blitz, and Tua wanted to get it out quickly, and he was throwing a back so- back shoulder to Cedric Wilson quickly. Which, first of all, is bizarre. Why? Why that would be that would be the read if if, if it's a blitz. But you got to make sure that Cedric Wilson is on the same page as you. I'm not going to sit here and blame Cedric Wilson for the loss. We've got eight guys who have either been all pro at some point in their career or are going to likely be all pro if they become what we want them to become. And you want me to sit here and say, it's Cedric Wilson's fault? No. You know, it's if Apple goes out of business, right? If Apple just just fails, people are going to blame Tim Cook, the CEO, 
and they're going to blame the CFO. They're not going to blame some random tech support guy in the Wyoming office. They're going to blame the leaders, right? So if Cedric Wilson is going to be in a position on third and 10, the biggest play of the game, to catch a pass, Tua Tungavailoa and Mike McDaniel, the leaders, better make sure that they're all on the same page. Okay? Have you ever heard, like, we, and, you know, I would hope that people want this to become a dynasty because that's the kind of talent we have. And I still think this is the best roster in the league. But it, it takes more than a, the best roster to win. Like, the Patriots and Chiefs, other than, like, the Chiefs-Lions game where they actually, all the terrible receivers dropped every single pass. Like, have you heard of the Patriots not winning a Super Bowl or the Chiefs not winning a Super Bowl because the number three wide receiver, number four, really, like, is he, he's behind Barrios, really, because the number four wide receiver wasn't on the same page with the quarterback? No. Take accountability. We're trying to hold people accountable on this podcast. Hold your leaders accountable. Cedric Wilson's a wide receiver four. Like, if you're like, oh, like, if someone's going out, be like, cut Cedric Wilson. I haven't seen this, but like, what, like, he's, we're talking about a wide receiver four. And then on fourth and 10, look, I'm seeing people, we're, we're, we're doing the classic freeze frame. We're like, was this a perfect snap? Was it not a perfect snap? Catch the ball, man. The snap hit you in the hands. It's like that pass that Tyreek dropped. Tyreek's a receiver, but we're like, okay, you should catch any pass that ca- that hits you in the hands. But we're talking about a pass is like a bullet, right? Like, ty- like two historian bullets that are behind him. We're like, well, his hands got on it. If I can expect professional wide receivers to catch anything they get their hands on, I can expect my quarterback on 4th and 10 to catch a snap that came from 3 yards away that he's taken 400 of this year. I, I, I can expect him to catch the snap if it isn't in the perfect spot. And then, I mean, I guess, whatever. He dives on the football. Like, Tua wasn't going to pick it up and make a play. And if he does get hurt our season's over, who even cares? Like, you should be able to operate like a normal football team on 4th and 10. Mike McDaniel, so, so, so this is the next piece of this. Mike McDaniel... Whatever, you know, call it mojo, whatever whatever he is going for him, always disappears in these big moments. First of all, a couple of things. These personnel decisions. Why is Salvin Ahmed on our football team? We are a team that it, we're, we expect to be competing for a Super Bowl. Why is he on the team? And then moreover... Why are we giving him the football in the fourth quarter of the most important game we played in 20 years? Like, make it make sense. You know, and I understand the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs have Sky Moore. They have Kadarius Tony. I understand when you have a quarterback that's making $900 trillion that you've got to make some roster decisions, right? you you got to put... You're not going to have an all-star team, but... You don't have to give those guys... Who gets the ball in the biggest moments of the game? Travis Kelsey. 
Salman Ahmed, first of all, like, Miles Gaskin isn't in the NFL. He couldn't make it with any other team, which was super obvious to anyone who watched. And Salman Ahmed is the only human being who's ever made me want to see Miles Gaskin carry the football. Because when Salman Ahmed got the start, I think it was against the Raiders, after he played well somehow against the Patriots, it was so bad, I was like, get this guy out of the game. And we're pitching him the ball seven yards behind the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter. And this guy, Salvin Ahmed, like, first of all, er earlier in the game, we had like a third and 15. And McDaniel actually drew up the one good play he drew up the entire game. It was like a perfect play. Um, You know, we we faked a screen and we like pitched it to Ahmed. And it was third and 15 or 17. And he could have scored a touchdown. All he had to do was break one tackle. Like, how many professional running backs can't break one tackle at any point ever? And obviously he gets tackled. And then on the play where he lost seven yards, it's like, look, I know you're not Derrick Henry. I'm not expecting you to get 15 yards or get back to the line of scrimmage, but you can make one guy miss. You're allegedly a professional running back or apparently a professional running back, and you can't break one tackle. Selvin Ahmed I'm sure he's a nice guy, and congratulations to him. Like, he's maxed out his football career. This guy shouldn't be in the NFL. He shouldn't be in the XFL. He shouldn't be in the CFL or the USFL or any football league that is paying people to play the sport of football, specifically running back. Maybe he's a good kicker. And we're giving this guy the ball. Seven yards behind the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that if we lose, we're almost certainly not getting the one seed. That's the first issue I have. The second issue I have is, I get we get want to give Waddle and Tyreek rests throughout the game. On the final drive of the game, on second and 10, before Tua has the miscue to said Wilson, and then before Tua can't catch the snap, you take Tua, you take Tyreek and Waddle off of the field. I mean, you can't even, like, there, there are so many things that this team has done over the years and still continues to do that, like, I you can't even really put into words, like, what you're thinking because it just really, really makes no sense at all. It's like, okay, we're going to take our two best skill position guys off of the field on second and ten down seven points at the 30-yard line with a minute left. Can you, like, can you imagine, would the Eagles ever take A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith off the field late in the game? In the fourth quarter, down seven? Would the Chiefs, when they had Kelsey, like, imagine the Chiefs, if they were down, if they were down seven points, ever taking Kelsey and Tyreek off the field on a second down with a minute left in the fourth quarter? <laughs> Like, it's almost, it, it's just funny. Like, I can't, e- I can't even make an analogy because there's nothing that makes less sense than this. There, I've never seen a decision in my entire life made by anyone that I was like, you know, that makes less sense than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle not be on the field in second and ten. So you got Chase Claypool and Cedric Wilson out there. Like, what What are you doing, man? I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. 
So this is the next piece of the team leadership being terrible. And we talked about this earlier in the season where we need to appreciate discipline. That's all gone out the window, apparently. Against good teams, and we talked about it with Tyreek Hill and him not being able to get lined up so we're getting illegal formations and wiping out big plays. This team is so undisciplined in big games, and that's the most concerning part of this whole thing. You know, people look at this team and they're like, okay, well, you know, if they, like, after the Eagles game, we were like, okay, you know, we just need to clean some things up, right? You know, we need to just fix a couple of things. And I was talking today about Tua and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, and I was like, you know, people treat Justin Herbert, and this isn't even like a shot at Herbert. Um, it may sound like it, but they treat him like he's a rookie. Like Daniel Jones, another guy. This is a shot. Um, and I hope this doesn't bring bad karma because... You know, he had the unfortunate injury. But, like, guys like Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, there's just certain guys that they get treated like rookies, and it's like, you're in year five, four, three, right? Like, we're treating this team like it's their second week learning a new system. Like, they need to get things cleaned up. Like, I I spoke to my cousin earlier today, and my cousin's a big Eagles fan, and he, we talked about how I said, you still are upset that Hurts fumbled in the Super Bowl. I've heard him say, like, Hurts played an unbelievable game. He's like, yeah, that screwed us over with that fumble. Fans of great teams, they hold their teams to a standard, which we've talked about. So fans of great teams, you know, they expect greatness. And this, they look for small errors and they hold their team accountable. We, when te- our team plays terrible, we look for the good things that they did. Okay, that's not how this works. This te- The fact that this team is undisciplined is pathetic. So anyway, on the phone with my cousin, and I'm talking about this, he says, yeah, you know, rarely do we, all our complaints, like we don't really complain about basic stuff. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. We can't line up and run plays. We've got, and, and this has gone on in every single big game, it ended our season last year. Against the Eagles on 4th and 1, Christian Wilkins lines up off sides. Like, the fact that, I would almost be happier if they were just generally undisciplined rather than every big moment that they find themselves in, they're undisciplined. Like, Tyreek Hill, I can't remember the last pre-snap penalty he gets, but he gets one this Sunday and it wipes out our biggest play of the game in the biggest game in 20 years. And obviously, the Bills game last year at the end of the season... Our season ended because we couldn't line up and execute a QB sneak. This is stuff that high school football teams are running laps for if they aren't able to execute basic football plays after like two weeks of practice in August. These are professionals and they can't even, like this has gone on all year. It started week one where we got inside the five-yard line and we fumbled a snap and turned the ball over. Like, this is basic football stuff that middle school teams can run, that Pop Warner teams can run. Not not the plays, but like, you got to be able to line up and snap the ball to your quarterback and run a play. This team is somehow incapable 
of lining up correctly. And the thing is, you know, this team kind of needs like an enforcer. And it's like, who do you go to for that? It's like, I don't necessarily, I, I don't agree with the whole thing that like, because McDaniel's not physically imposing, that, does, that doesn't mean that he can run a disciplined team. But you need someone to kind of be, you need someone that people are afraid to mess up because of. It doesn't have to be the head coach, but like in New England, no one's ever lined up incorrectly during, during you know, their dynasty era because Tom Brady is going to rip them apart in front of the whole team. And then Bill Belichick's going to cut him. Those are the repercussions of getting a false start. If you're not really that good on the offensive line. Or that those are the repercussions of... like. Can you imagine? What, what are the odds that a wide receiver three would still be on the team if a 50-yard pass on third and 10 in a huge game got called back because he, he wasn't on, on the line of scrimmage and they got an illegal formation? The answer is 0%. So it's like when you look at this Dolphin team, where's that coming from? Like, who's enforcing this? It can't be Tyree Kill because people will just look at him and be like, well, you're the one that's getting us the illegal formations in the big games. It's hard to say it would be Tua because, you know, Tua's not the type of guy, A, to rip a teammate apart in front of the whole team, and B, as well as he's played, doesn't have the accolades of a guy like. Mahomes or Tom Brady. Like, you need to have the accolades, right? So Tyreek has the accolades. You need to actually practice discipline yourself, which Tyreek doesn't do because he lines up off sides and he catches the ball. It's not just discipline. It's performing in big games, right? Like, there's no one on the team that could say, hey, we need to be disciplined in these big games and we need to be our best because Tyreek Hill has been his worst and he's been undisciplined. And Tua's had, you know, not as great games. And... Uh, you know, it's not going to be, Teron Armstead's the veteran, right? But, like, you can't be the enforcer if you play two games a year, right? Like, you can't sit out every other month and then and it's hard to be the enforcer that way. And one of the things I think they should do is, like, this whole concept of, and, and I saw, like, the the people that missed the walkthroughs, like, a huge list of veterans. It's like, Mike McDaniel should be saying, look, here's the deal. If I see anyone, any veteran, get an illegal shift penalty or a false start or any, any sort of penalty that just you know shows on discipline, or if we get a delay of game because we can't get lined up, or if we waste a timeout, every single veteran on the team is practicing on Wednesday. I guarantee you, the false starts, the illegal shifts, those penalties would drop. And then from there, it's like, okay, now the veterans are like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to get any false starts. So you start saying to the young guys, you better be lined up correctly too. But there's none of that on this team. And that's the problem. So this 0-7 streak we've had. The part for me that's not frustrating, it is frustrating, but genuinely concerning is that we don't look like we belong in these football games. And I'm not saying we don't look like we belong from a talent standpoint, even though we don't. 
Like, I know what Tyreek Hill can do. I know he, you know, if you only watch Tyreek Hill against the best teams in the league, you'd be like, oh, this guy's not really that good. But we don't look like we belong at a basic execution of the sport of football level. I can go through, so, and what we're, I'm going to do that. I'm going to look at these seven games, right? And all these games are games where, you know, we were 8-3 and three before this stretch started last year. And we were 3-0 and oh before our first big game this year. Then we were, uh, whatever, we were 5-1. and one, And then we were 6-2. and two. So, all these games that we played and were dubbed as big football games. Um, and all these games end up being super sloppy games, right? So, starting back in San Francisco last year, we're 8-3. and three, And that game was a game that Tua objectively was not that good. And, he, and Colin Coward came out and said, like, look, I think, you know, and I know he's a Tua hater, and I can't stand Colin Coward. Um, he says, well, look, you know, I think if Miami plays that game, they'd be, you know, happy about their chances because there were a lot of open guys. Tua missed them. He had a lot of throws he would have liked to have back. Okay, so there's your quarterback not performing how he usually performs. And he was missing throws that, like, weren't that hard to make. Okay. And unfortunately for us, I think that was the probably the second best game we played. Um, maybe the third. Then we go to LA the next week, and it's a complete embarrassment. Tua starts out three for 15, 22 yards. It's not just Tua playing terrible. Um, that was embarrassing, and he did play terrible. Mike McDaniel was I, I don't even I think we ran the ball like two or three times, and the Chargers had like the worst run defense. So it's not just Tua and Tyreek. This needs to be emphasized. Mike McDaniel is garbage in these big games as well. He runs these stupid reverses, and we don't line up and play football like we do every other week. Maybe he doesn't think that our offense is as good as it is because the way we run our, our, our offense when we scored 70 against Denver and when we score all these points against these other teams, um, it doesn't look the way it looks against the Bills or the Eagles or the Chiefs. So going back, the Chargers game, embarrassing. Um, the play calling was embarrassing. The offense was embarrassing. The only reason that game was remotely close was because Tyree Kill uh, picked up a fumble and ran it 50 yards for a touchdown. Uh, and then, and then the next week, the Bills game, another McDaniel thing where we had the lead all game. We were running the ball well all game. We had a five point lead late in the fourth quarter. We go for it on fourth and one, and um, and we run a pass obviously because Mike McDaniel's like, oh yeah, the running's working. Instead of just lining up and running the football, how about we go ahead and throw a pass play? And then the defense gives up a touchdown and we lose the game. Um, and, and just, you know, a, another point on this real quick. It, it, it's a combination of, in these games, play calling, players not playing well, and discipline. It's always something that makes us look like we don't belong. And that game, like that Bills game where we lost late, that was like... The only game where it kind of looked like a, that we belonged. Like that game, it was like, okay, that, that was our best game. Our best game was losing that game. Playoffs. Skylar Thompson starts the game. We lose by three. How do we lose the game, though? Um, and, and first of all, things that can be highlighted in this game. Mike Jusecki, who's no longer here and playing terrible New England, um, drops a big pass. Jalen Waddle, Like the game starts. Our third string quarterback throws a dot to him, hits him in the hands, he drops it. 
Um, and then at the end of the game, we have a fourth and one at midfield. We had over a minute to run the play because they reset the play clock. And we were like, it, it was fourth and one. It was a short one. You could have just ran a QB sneak. The Dolphins get a delay a game because we can't run up and execute a QB sneak in time. And then on fourth and six and complete season over. That ended our season. Like, that is embarrassing. Like, it, it's genuinely embarrassing to, to do something like that. Um, this year, the Bills game. We score two touchdowns. They score two touchdowns. And, you know, we're trading. All of a sudden, Mike McDaniel loses his mind and <laughs> forgets and starts calling plays differently. And we don't score a touchdown the rest of the game. Lose by 28. The Eagles game, um, the refs were terrible, but Tyreek drops the pass that hit him in the hands. Um, Christian Wilkins literally just lined up with his hand off sides, like over the ball. And it was another game where it was like supposed to be a really, really good game. No, we, we, we didn't look like we belonged there from like an execution of basic football standpoint. And, and then finally this week, and I don't even need to say anything, like teams don't have miscommunications on 3rd and 10 like that late in the game. Great teams don't. And teams don't fumble snaps on 4th and 10. Great teams don't. So, the problem with this is, you've lost 7 straight. You are having trouble executing basic football. This starts to spiral, right? So, like, this team has shown you, like, what they are, kind of. So, like, the Dallas Cowboys, right? They get to the five-yard line this Sunday in Philadelphia. Everyone kind of gets the feeling like Philly's going to find a way to pull this out. Why? Because that's what Philadelphia does. They find a way to win, and Dallas in big games finds a way to lose. And it's not just, you know, the bat. It's everywhere in sports. It's everywhere. Like, John Jones, when he fights, people are like, John Jones, the guy's going to find a way. That's what he does. Floyd Mayweather finds a way to win. Like, on third and twelve. Like, do you remember the Chiefs game in 2018, Chiefs-Patriots? And Tom, and Tom Brady had, I think, three third downs on the overtime drive. And everyone's just like, he's going to get the first down here. So it goes both ways. Like, habits become hard to break where you've now played seven games and you, you can't execute at the level you expect to. It's like that spirals where now every time you play a good team, and I don't care about the narrative. Like, the narrative is going to be, okay, like, they can't put you in a good team. I care about this team is going to start, it, psychologically it becomes, we really can't perform in these big games. You start to ask yourself that. The players on the field will start to wonder that. And then the other team starts to think, oh, this team, they can't execute. And that's how the, that's the way things end up going. So, you know, these are the types of habits that, you don't want to develop, and they've already developed them. Like, I'm afraid it's too late. I honestly don't have any confidence. Like, we can win a playoff game. We're not going to Arrowhead and winning, winning the Super Bowl. I, I, I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. I, my confidence is zero right now. And, you know, I, and I wanted to say, like, I hope we don't become the Cowboys of the AFC. We are. Like, we're the Cowboys of the AFC right now. And it's like us breaking that would be the same as the Cowboys winning. Like it's been a little, it's been longer for the Cowboys, but like 
you know, it's the same. And and it's just sad to see. And I stand by, I think we're the best roster in football, but like, you need to, it doesn't matter. And I've said it a bunch of times, but like, there's really no, you can't understate how bad it is that they can't execute basic football. That we're talking about the most talented football team in the world. The most talented collection of professional football players can't line up correctly in big moments. And here's the other part. I have no interest in like, I'm seeing a lot of Dolphins fans like, oh, well, you know, we lose these great teams, but we beat all the bad teams and the Chiefs lost to the, I mean, the Lions aren't bad. The Chiefs lost to the Jets, right? The Bengals lost to the Titans. The uh, the Chiefs didn't lose to the Jets. The Eagles lost to the Jets. I'm I'm mixing up my great teams. It's like, the Eagles lost to the Jets. Um, The Chiefs lost to the Broncos. The Bengals lost to the Titans. The Chargers lost to the Titans. I mean, the Chargers aren't great, but um, the Ravens lost to the Colts. And I heard an argument between two people on Twitter, and, and one guy was so right, and he's like, so that was what the first guy was saying, kind of. Second guy's like, okay, sure. Are we going to play the Titans in the playoffs? Are we going to play the Jets in the playoffs? Are we going to play the Panthers or the Broncos? Are we playing the New England Patriots in the playoffs? So that's all well and good if you want to argue with a friend or go at Colin Cowherd. Like, you want to say, okay, well, these other teams lost to these teams that aren't good. But that's not how you're playing in the playoffs, man. You're playing the... And if you want to win the Super Bowl, which I still do, I'm not interested in winning a playoff game. And I'll take a shot at New York Giants Nation, their fans, their team, anytime I can get. But here it's relevant, like... I'm not interested in winning a playoff game and having our ninth string receiver um, make a video to, you know, a song saying walk in your trap, take over your trap, and going nuts like they just won a Super Bowl after winning a wild card game and losing 38-7 to next week. I have no interest in that. That's the type of team we look like right now. We look like a team that maybe wins a divisional game against the Browns and the Chargers. You're not going to Arrowhead and winning. How are you going to beat Cincinnati? And back to, like, this feeling you get, like, Cincinnati beats the Chiefs a couple times. They go in there. It's like, we can beat this team. And that builds. Your, your, your psyche in big games builds. Like By the time Tom Brady won five Super Bowls, everyone's like, this guy is going to get to the Super Bowl every year. And it's not just a team feeling again. like I, It's an opposing team feeling. You don't want, and this is how it's going to be now. Like, this is what it is now. Every time you play a good team, the whole stadium is going to think the Dolphins aren't going to execute as well as they usually do right now. And, that I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, One thing I do think is important to note while everyone, you know, tries to find a silver lining, which is not there this week. There is none. Um... Everyone seems to think the defense arrived. We've had... The defense has had seven opportunities across the Bills game, Chiefs game, and uh, Eagles game where a stop would have given... A stop... So, if they getting the ball back to the offense, if the offense were to score the touch, a touchdown, would have given them the lead. And they've only gotten stops on two of those. 
It's like the Bills game. They gave up an opening drive touchdown. That's one. We tied it. They gave up a touchdown on the next drive. That's two. We tied it. They gave up a touchdown on the next drive. That's three. We didn't tie it. Uh, so 0 for 3 in the Bills game. The Eagles game, the first drive, they gave up a field goal. So that's 1 for 4. Uh, the second drive, the second drive was their, they got their strip sack, right? 2 and 5. 2 for 5. Then this pass, or the third drive against the Eagles was after they got the fumble 6. Or the pick 6. Jerome Baker. And then they give up a touchdown. That's 2 for 6. And then this week, opening drive, touchdown, 2 for 7. I'm still hesitant to believe that if we tied that game, the defense would have actually gotten a stop. The only time they seem to be able to play decently is either against terrible teams or when the offense is playing terrible against good teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see like if there's ever a situation where, you know, other than the opening drive, we have a tie game against a good team again or have a lead if they can actually get, still get a stop. Overall, um, and I and I still have to give out Clown of the Week. I, I'm really disappointed. Um, I'll give out Clown of the Week first. Um, and again, it pains me to do this, but as I said earlier, you blame the leaders of an organization when things are going terribly. Uh, Mike McDaniel's the Clown of the Week. You know, there's tons of guys who you could give it to. You could, I, I'd love to give it to Tyreek, but. You know, Tyreek played terrible, but Tua also was terrible at the end of the game. He could get Clown of the Week for dropping the snap. Jalen Waddle could always get Clown of the Week because that guy just fakes injuries all the time. <laughs> the guy that we stopped the game for, for him for 10 minutes only for him to come back in the next drive. Um, but when there's so many people within an organization who could win Clown of the Week, then you give it to the leader. Mike McDaniel, you're the head coach of this football team. Congratulations. You're the Week 9 Clown of the Week. You're a massive clown. You'd have a difficult time finding a larger clown than yourself at a street fair circus or the birthday party of a young child. Uh, and hopefully, I guess it's a bye, so no Dolphin fan or player or Dolphin player or coach can win it this week unless we have a bullying incident or someone pulls a Laramie Tunsil and slips in the shower and gets injured. That could happen. We're the type of franchise to do that. Um, but yeah, overall, just super disappointing. Um, if you're a fan that really cares about this team and cares about winning a Super Bowl and, and isn't really just interested in winning a playoff game and isn't just happy to be here, you know, all the spinning we're going to do, you know, spinning is for washing machines, right? Like, washing machines spin. Okay, I'm not interested in like spinning the performance. It was downright terrible. And, um, you know, just to, ha like, I was not a well-behaved kid in middle school, right? And every year, I, I would just, you know, I'd tell my mom, I'd be like, hey mom, I'm going to behave this year. And she'd be like, oh, that's great. And then like sixth grade happens, and then seventh grade happens. And I'm like not behaving. It's like by the time I get to eighth grade, she's like, you know, he's really, he's just a bad behaved kid, right? That's what the Dolphins are. They're just a team. They showed you seven times. We shrink in big moments. And as much as I'd love to say like, okay, you know, the next big moment, something's going to change. I just don't believe it will. 
Like, like these are execution issues in the second half of year two of this regime. It's it's not week five. It's not September. We don't have a rookie quarterback. We have the same guys on the offense as we had last year, and we're we're getting these dumb penalties, and they're still not performing in big games. I I really don't have any confidence. We're, we'll win the division. I think we'll have a home playoff game. I expect to be eleven and three in five weeks. If we're anything less than ten and four, I mean. <laughs> then <laughs> just shut down the season. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's just, it, it's tough to see because it's one of those games where if you didn't just become a fan five years ago, if you're not just a Tua fan, it's like, if you've been watching football for, you know, 20 years, you're like, okay, this is just what they are. And... You know, one thing I wanted to point out that I kind of forgot to was like when the Chiefs in 2018, they lost a couple games that was the beginning of their dynasty, but when they played the Rams on Sunday Night Football and they played New England and when they played them in the conference championship, it's like all those games were, they executed at a super high level. They lost 54 to 51. People say it's the greatest regular season game of all time. And it's like, we don't look like that in losses. It's like, we look like a team that's nervous to be there and our best players aren't executing. The Chiefs, it's like they were playing in these freaking awesome football games and it, it, it was just a battle that at the end of the day, the other team made a couple more plays. So to me, it doesn't look like we're like the beginning of the, a dynasty. It looks like we are a team that is very talented, is, in my opinion, the most talented team in the league, but... um just doesn't really have guys that elevate in big moments and really can't execute basic football in big moments. Um, and it's frustrating. Uh, I think we'll do the bye week this week. So next week, you know, maybe we'll do, you know, a season outlook um, and, you know, talk about the Raiders game a little bit. There's not really an exciting game this team's playing until. Um, Week 15 when we play, or, or week 16 when we play Dallas. But, um, yeah, just just a very tough week to be a Dolphin fan. So, uh, if you m- made it to the end, thank you. Um, I'm sorry if I, I'm actually not sorry if I hurt your feelings. If you're one of those positive fans, you need to hear this. Uh, and, um, yeah, we'll see you next week.